TheOAMNetwork.com. Hey guys, it's Justin. When you get done with this podcast, do us a favor. Give us a five-star rating and a positive review. And then head over to our YouTube channel and subscribe. As always, for all of our content, go over to GarageAthletes.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Today on Garage Athletes, we talk with Nathan Lowe. Nathan is an All-American hammer thrower at Division One Track and Field. Tell him I lift weights. We talk about his transition from college athlete to elite level weightlifting, pre-workout, and getting drunk at Disney. Hey guys, not all athletes are created equal. Individual programs are the best way to reach your full athletic potential, but they're expensive. We've created a training system that allows us to test you and place you into one of our program designs based on your strengths and weaknesses. Because of this, you can get the full effect of an individualized program without the cost. So go check it out under programs at garageathletes.com. Thunder. I'm just letting it ring. Just let it ring. What's going on, guys? It is Justin with GarageAthletes.com, and uh, we are in for another podcast. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the rain in the background. Hopefully, this is a soothing podcast. Um, it won't be because we've both had a lot of coffee, and we're going <laughs> right. to rant and bullshit. We don't even know what we're going to talk about yet. <sighs> well, we have some ideas. Let's see um, what happens. But uh, so I've got Nate here. What's up, um, guys? From Sweat Equity. Yes, Nate, sir. put your mouth on the... on the. Yeah, is that better? That's much get, better. Well, I have to decide between talking and coffee. So, so don't t- put me in that You don't have position. to decide between that. I'll talk while you drink coffee. But you it's right up on my mouth. I got to yeah. do it like this. So Nate has never had a French press before. Um, no, it's and, blowing and my mind. I made him a French press. And uh, if you're not familiar with what a French press is, go Google it. Or maybe we can just... Uh, I don't know. Maybe we'll make a video about it. That's probably a good one to Well, see, I'm, I'm usually a Keurig guy, so it's like 45 seconds. Which makes sense because you're in college. Right. So I just wake up, and I can do all my other morning stuff, and then in two minutes it's there, and that's it. But this is it's a little more labor-intensive. But No, it is. And you know what? I don't do it all the time because I we made a, a video on the, uh, the, the muscle mocha thing or whatever. A lot right. of times I just go straight to that. Instant coffee, out the door, and literally, at, you know, Get ready, make your coffee out the door, right? Not like 30 seconds. So but if you're using that French press, I mean, you poured the uh, the the beans in. Yeah, you got to have you a put grinder. the boiling water in, the ground beans. What if you put protein powder with those ground beans? Would it work the same you, when you press it down? You would never, no, you would never put the protein in hot coffee because it coagulates. So that's something oh. that a lot of people, it just it's jacked up. I wouldn't do it. It, it, right. it doesn't work. I actually have one of my athletes that tried it, and they're like, dude, that that mocha protein thing that was nasty. I put it in my in my co- in my co- I was like, "Did you do iced coffee?" He's like, "No, I did hot." I'm like, "Dude, wow. you can't do that yeah. shit." See, this is why you asked because I would it's, have gone home and done that. It's also it why you don't put like. That's why you have to put the Jameson and the um, and the Baileys in the separate shot glass okay. when you do a car bomb with Guinness. See, I'm not a scientist, so you, I don't know this stuff. If you just put like Baileys Irish cream in with Guinness, it'll look like vomit. Like chunky vomit. Like, does it matter what it looks like though? <laughs> this is my question. I if, mean, 
if if it's so chunky that it makes you want to throw up when you're taking it, then probably so. But anyways, yeah. So you you do um, you have to ground the coffee down, right? And then you get your um, your water up to um, 212 degrees Fahrenheit, so the boiling point, and then you stop it and let it cool down for about 30 seconds, just until the boil stops. Yeah, you want it about 200 degrees is what you want. So let the boil stop, go back, then you pour it in there. You <laughs> let it sit. Um, in the grounded coffee beans, uh-huh. so the grounds go in first in the French press. Then you put the um, the water in there next. You let that sit for about a minute, and that's a trick. Not a lot of people do that. You let it sit for a minute and then stir it. And gives then it more caffeine. Then you put minutes. the top on it, yeah. let it sit for four minutes, and then you press it down, but you don't press it down with force. You just let the weight of your hand fall down and press it down. If you don't have a, a bullshit French press, it'll do just fine. Um, and then that's it. You pour it in, and uh, I mean, best cup of coffee well, in your you life. See, I'm learning. Look at how much I learned from you. I, we got back together today, and you're already teaching me stuff. It was already. I'm, I'm a coffee, know. the coffee Buddha, coffee guru. Whatever. This is our reconnection, though. We haven't seen each other in a while now. It's been the Arnold. We were here Since at the, the Arnold. Arnold yeah. So yeah, you guys remember Nate from the Arnold? Uh, mm-hmm. Kept talking shit to him, calling intern Nate. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. got really sad, and he, he sent me a, he sent me a long, it was a four page letter, handwritten, handwritten, and, um, snail so mail. I'm not gonna call him Nate the intern anymore. We're going to call him Internate. <laughs> He's the Internate. It's just that big build-up, and then it's like, oh, but it's still the same thing. <laughs> like, I was so, fuck, so heartbrokenly fuck upset. your entire life. <laughs> no, but I was excited to be back. I, I, we did the Arnold, and it was a great experience. We got to podcast all those cool people. And then I got back to Oxford. I, I go to Old Miss, and I get there, and then... When you're in a situation where it's people, 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 and you're having all these conversations, and then you get back to the real world, yeah. and you're around all these, I guess, frat stars and sorority <laughs> girls who only want to talk <laughs> about some mixer, I just, I, you know, you get yeah. a little depressed because you don't have cool people to talk to anymore, and now I'm back. Now you're back, and so speaking of the last trip that we did, the Arnold, what we're going to talk about a little bit today is our next Ooh. big trip, which is going to be even more fucking epic than the Arnold. We're at it again. Um, so we talked about it a little bit. We're calling it the Driven Series, and basically um, we are taking a road trip across America, ending at the games. We're going to start in Atlanta. We got some cool CrossFit um, places that we're going to do, um, you know, some, some high-level CrossFit teams and competitors we're going to talk to. High-level weightlifters and barbell oh, yeah. clubs. We're even taking a trip. You want to drop? Uh, we're taking a trip yeah, to sure. Colorado. We're going to be in Colorado. Uh, we're in talks right now about doing something at the Olympic Training Center, which is kind of sketchy. There's a lot of uh, hoops you got to jump through. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's they don't want you to bring cameras in. You have to jump through some hoops to make sure that, you know, we're not giving away any national trade secrets <laughs> for American weightlifting, which is in high demand. Everyone wants to know how Americans weightlift. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, <laughs> so they're worried about that. But it's going to be – should be fun. We're doing that. And then we're going over to Las Vegas, which yeah. is potentially dangerous. That's going to be fucking weird. Uh, I've been to Vegas. I was there for my bachelor party. Never and, been. Um, I've never been to Vegas. I'm how excited. long are we staying there in Vegas? So, Nate, uh, Nate you've, got, you, you've been in charge of the itinerary right. and everything. So well, We're going to be there for uh, a full day, and we're going to decide after the first day whether or not we want to stay for another one. If we have enough money right. left over from <laughs> gambling. Uh, won't be any of that. My budget is tight, tight, tight right mm-hmm. now. But we will be, uh, we'll be doing a podcast at Average Bros., with Pat Mendez and also a D Zucker 
Uh, yeah. She's going to be in there. She's doing all that really cool stuff you can check out over at Working Against Gravity. Yeah. Um, that's, nutrition. that's nutrition, yeah, yeah. like macros, uh, flexible dieting stuff. She's been killing it recently. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In the last she's, six um, months went from zero to like 850 members. She's the one. We did a podcast back episode seven, I believe it was, with Kristen Pope um, all about <sighs> macros that everybody really loved. Um, got a lot of response from that. So it'll be cool to get another take on it because Kristen actually learned – from her, as as, um, as I understand, or, or right. learned a little bit when she was training with her. Yeah, um, Chris so. and Pope. They, they trained together uh, at Mash's place yeah. in uh, North Carolina. Yeah, at yeah. North Carolina there. Um, yeah, so it should be pretty cool. We are, uh, and then we'll obviously we're going to end the games. And, right, um, but from, from Vegas, we are going down to San Ramon. We're going to be doing some podcasts out at The Cal Strength. The Cal Strength. The boom, I'm excited as John about that. would say. You know, I've never actually been there before. And, um, you know, I've watched a lot. I think all of us have watched a lot of videos from The Cal yeah. Strength, um, old days with Donnie Schenkel and, and oh John North and back when Glenn Pinlay was there and everything like that. So well, that's really what cool got videos. me into weightlifting. Like, I, I, I learned from John Coffey back in high school, et cetera, going through a little bit of college. But then you, you watch those Cal Strength videos, and you're just blown away at the feats that a human person is capable of in the form of Donnie Schenkel. And those guys, Spencer Mormon, does some crazy stuff with the barbell. I saw a video. Donnie recently went back there, I think, and trained a little. Yeah. Um, did well, something he's, out there he's something. like a Sherpa, right? So he travels all over. He's yeah. like, a, like the lost prophet. I don't even prophet. know what a Sherpa is. Like the guy, guys who take you up the mountain. Oh. Like your spirit like your spirit guide or whatever. Oh, so not like a tour guide. No, no. Yeah. Say, that's <laughs> a lame job for Donnie Shankle <laughs> to have. No, it's like the mystic guy that you see in the dark corners like come with me and he takes you up the mountain for like enlightenment. It's like that but for okay. weightlifting. Okay. So <laughs> he travels around and has those monotone videos. Except he doesn't travel with anyone. No, he's by himself. So, so he's his own <laughs> Sherpa. His own Sherpa. Sher- it, oh Sherpa. Yeah, but you see him you see him those monotone videos and you're just blown away because there's a lot of knowledge there obviously, but he does it in such a monotone fashion that you really have to be a huge just be passionate about the sport. Absolutely. And um I we I did a podcast um uh, last week with John North about the um, Pensacola Beach Brawl or oh, yeah. the uh, the Bar Slam Fest at the Pensacola Beach Brawl. So we will be podcasting with John a little bit too, um, most likely in Pensacola Beach. Um, we're going to try and get that one out. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. Um, we might just have him call in or something like that. That guy is all over the place right now. He's, he's running he's, around. He's so, I mean, every weekend it seems like he's got like some other seminar and him and Jared Enderton are doing the, I think it's the Chase the Atmosphere thing mm-hmm. or whatever. So that's cool. And he's got the AWF thing going on. So, much love to him. Super cool dude, even though he gets a lot of fucking hate. Yeah. That's um, going to be a sick meet, though. The, oh, the absolutely. Yeah, I'm the, pumped. I'm yeah. going to be down there. We're doing a house, like, on the beach. Oh, yeah. Don't like tell a, everybody. We got, the it's address. Like a, <laughs> give the address out. <laughs> no cameras allowed. It it's is going to be, be the place, though. Fun. Gonna, it's going to be, like, 20 people packed in, like, this mansion. It's going to be uh, it's gonna be killer. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about that. Well, I'm, I'm registering. So, God forbid, I actually put some weight over my head instead of just talk about it. Yeah, you need to fucking do it because it's actually registration is filling up quick. It's all For the Pensacola Beach Brawl itself, I think it's sold out. We still have some left over for the um, Bar Slam, for the Bar Slam Fest. But, I mean, this is in September, and it's already going pretty good. So yeah. um, Well, that's what I'm interested in, the Bar Slam. I don't CrossFit. I know you don't CrossFit, Nate. So, let's talk about that. Why don't you CrossFit? Uh, I, you know, I'm just... I, li- I tell myself it's because I'm too tall or it's because I don't want to do the cardio, but in reality, I'm just lazy. Like, yeah. I, I don't mind grinding in a gym with heavy weights for hours and hours and hours and just hating myself, 
but just the idea of being that out of breath for like 30 consecutive minutes without being able to take a break and eat a Snickers, I'm not down. <laughs> well, you're a very explosive athlete. Anybody that doesn't know Nate, there's, we can't tell you fully exactly everything that's going on right yet, right? Because you're yeah, still there or whatever. Uh, working on, I mean, I, I, I do track and field at a collegiate level at an undisclosed university that might rhyme with Schmoll Schmiss. <laughs> In Mississippi, <laughs> but uh, making the transition from that into weightlifting, and I, I've had some success in weightlifting just on training on my own, and then people have been saying, you know, you should get into this, and I, you know, I, I love the barbell, and I've always had a passion for training and trying to better myself, and and this seems like a really good avenue for it, and hopefully I can get some big totals out here soon, and the Bar Slam Festival will hopefully be kind of like a coming into the world of weightlifting officially i did lift at the gg1 uh that was fun wasn't a stellar performance but you wouldn't know it by looking at me with all the exciting (laughs) i was (laughs) jumping up and down and screaming for like a 125 kilo snatch and a 155 (laughs) clean and jerk you would have think that i just broke the world record or something but yeah well you're a 105 right you're not a 105 plus no i had to cut to 105 though that was a that was a thing man i was i was borderline having to gag myself in the bathroom i was like a pound or so over and then it was just water 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 and then jared kept eating food in front of me I was at the table over with Ryan Grady and Jared, yeah. and Jared kept getting, like, protein bars because he was fine. He was going to be a 105. He was going from 94 and ended up competing as a 105, so yeah. he was eating everything he could get his Fuck hands it, on. I don't care, yeah. And just right in front of me, and I'm just drooling because I'm a fatty at heart. And John did that one, too, and he almost didn't make weight. He was real close. Oh, yeah. So what are your best lifts? So everybody so, knows. So uh, <laughs> there's a bit of a, a pretty huge – not a huge space between my snatch and my clean and jerk, which is not what you want. I, I've snatched 140, so that's 308 pounds, I guess. Yep. I, I think in kilos, so yeah. I don't really... It's somewhere around there, anywhere between 308 and 315. Um, and then I've clean and jerked at 160, which is... You want, you want, from what I hear, at least a 30 kilo gap between the two. Well, they say 80%. Right. Actually, is what they say. So 80% would be 26 kilos less than 160, So, t- or technically right, it would be more, I guess. So, you know, um, 166, maybe 170 right. would be, so, I mean, you know. My on. snatch is a lot better than my clean and jerk. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. yeah. So, you, I mean, you've worked on that a lot more or whatever. It's really, you can clean a lot. It's more of the overhead for you, right? Right. Well, I mean, the snatch is fine overhead and stuff. It's just that I didn't work. Itself. I didn't work many jerks at all. And I, I've cleaned a lot more than I can jerk. Not a lot more. 175 clean. Yeah. But it's the jerk is different for me because through college athletics and stuff, we never did jerks. We never really – we did some overhead press and stuff like that. But as far as the Olympic weightlifting split jerk – well, as a hammer thrower, a lot of coaches are scared to have people put that much weight over their head. Right. And, well, that's kind of the catch-22 with college strength and conditioning, right? Because obviously Olympic weightlifting makes you a more explosive athlete, and it makes you better. And it will make you perform better on the field, especially in things like college football. But the catch-22 is they're scared that if their athletes hurt themselves in the weight room, they won't be able to compete on the field. But the other side of that coin, if they don't train enough in the weight room, then they're going to hurt themselves on the field. <laughs> yeah. So so speak to that because you've got a kind of a unique view because you are trying to go into weightlifting and you have been at a very high level um, at, in the track and field. So is that what you see? Do you see um, – and you don't have to name any names. I know I know you don't want to burn any bridges or anything like that, mm-hmm. but do you see um, – That's fine. I mean, it's nothing you, they wouldn't agree with, with me. Well, you have strength coaches and you have 
track and field coaches, right? Right. Yeah, so they're not one and the same? No. So do you find that relationship being strained between the two of them? Uh, sometimes you'll get some arguments, obviously, especially in the throws. A lot of college-level throws coaches do have a strength and conditioning background because they, they've grown up doing it, you know? Yeah. Um, and they'll obviously want to get their input in there, but at the end of the day, you have to just trust your strength and conditioning coach for better or for worse. And a lot of the times... Uh, you know, especially at the college level, a strength coach doesn't want the athletes to get hurt. Yeah. And then they're going to cater their programming to make sure that they can perform as well as they can, but they're not going to push themselves in the weight room so much that they do injure themselves. Um, and for me, it's like if you teach them right, if you teach them the technique correctly, yeah. they're not going to hurt themselves. Absolutely. I mean, like statistically, weightlifting is one of the less injury-prone sports out it there. Is. If you look at that compared to something like soccer or football. It's less than tennis. Yeah. I yeah. mean, all the concussions in football and all the injuries you see with ACLs and stuff in basketball and soccer, you have to ask, maybe those things wouldn't be that way if they were pushing it a little harder in the weight room. Maybe, yeah. I mean, and, and then you also – but there is also the other side of the coin. I mean, people are training really hard for the sport, and to get better at the sport, you have to – be you have to specialize in specificity. that specificity right? yeah so donnie shankle word uh, specificityation specificity ism ism specificityism no no that Is donnie it? shankle video where he's you have to be specific you're going to do a heck of a lot of cleans a heck of a lot of jerks a heck of a lot of snatches and to top it all off you're going to be spending a heck of a lot of time in the squat rack yeah specific <laughs> you actually have a pretty good Donnie Shankle. You you got a couple pretty good uh, impersonations. I got to yeah, admit, it's, it's just a party so trick. If it doesn't work out, maybe you can just be like a, a stand up. Yeah, because there's not many of those in California. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but do you think a lot of it is like lack of communication between the coaches? Like they don't just they just don't give a shit because uh, they both think that they're the most important thing. They care. They care. But at, you know, it, it's something at that level. Uh, at at the D one level, no one's job is secure. Right. Yeah. So it, it's a business. It's a business. And at the end of the day, you want someone in that job who's going to get results. So both of those parties are vying for uh, get every last bit of performance out there, but they don't want to hurt their athletes. So it's yeah, they're pushing each other. And yeah, they both want things done their way. But in a good program, there will be compromise and they'll yeah. find out what's best for because everyone's different. You know, I can maybe push it a little heavier in the weight room because I've been training in Olympic weightlifting for a while. Like, I, I started at Coffee's Gym when I was 16. Mm -hmm. So I'm a little more familiar. Of course, I was doing it very wrong when I was 16 through 18. Yeah, you weren't training there, like, full-time, having no. them teach you the lifts. It was more like while you were off When I was school. doing Hammer, when I was training yeah. Hammer, I was in Coffee's Gym just And your coaches would probably tell you what you were allowed to do and right. stuff like that. Yeah. And but I since I have that background, yeah, maybe you can push me a little harder in the weight room at a college level as opposed to somebody who's just been training Hammer, maybe, like, a uh, – like a foreign athlete who's been training hammer since he was 12 and maybe doesn't have that strength and conditioning background, you don't want to throw that on him because he knows what works for him. At the end of the day, you've got into college sports because you know how to do things well to a certain point. So at some point, you got to let the athletes – the athletes know their body better than you know their body, and they'll, they'll tell you. Most of them, and I'm, I'm sure you know a lot of them are kids. Not, not, not all of them really know what they're capable of, and most of them don't right. know their you – know, most of them are a little bit short-sighted, not quite mature, obviously, in college. Yeah. So um, you got a pretty something, I'm sure head. we'll talk about this a little bit with Dave while we're out at Cal Strength because Dave Spitz used to be a hammer thrower. 
Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, like at a, at a very high level. Uh, I think he went to the trials or something. He, and he, actually, he we, we keep college. talking about hammer throwing, and that's your you know high level hammer throwing for the nation. But explain exactly <laughs> what it is to people. Yeah, I was wondering when we were going to get around to that. Normally, when I tell people I throw a hammer, they're just oh like Thor. Oh, like Thor. Yeah, <laughs> just go straight for they like, they <laughs> mime they mime uh, like hammering a nail into wood. Like oh, like a hammer. I go no 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 no, not like that at all. <laughs> it's not a, it, it looks nothing like a hammer, no. and you can't use it to hit something in the or you can't yeah. use it to nail a if nail. you're listening to this uh on something that isn't your phone or your computer pull out your phone or computer and, and google or youtube search hammer throw basically it's a 16 pound metal ball on a four foot wire with a handle and you spin around like a ballerina and but there's not just one can. size though right no okay. so it's 16 pounds in college for the men okay uh so it's uh like 7.26 kilograms and then for the women it's uh Shoot, how much is it? It's like eight pounds. I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. A, I'm not a woman. Like four kilos. But they don't have multiple. Um, no. Or is that in strongman? It's strong. They man. do it in strongman. Yeah. yeah strongman so. is different because it's on a stick. I got you. Right. So it's not on the wire. It's on the stick. It's on the wire. So and, and explain. I know we're on audio or whatever, but it's very interesting watching someone do it if, if, if you don't have it. So yeah. kind of explain what you do. You kind of just hold on to it and then just spin until it looks like you're about to pass out right. and fall over and then so you it's go. not a, it's not as meat heady as people think it's like oh just throw it 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 uh, without trying to sound like an elitist or anything a lot of uh, studies and stuff say that the two most technical events in track and field are the pole vault and the hammer throw yeah, and uh so the hammer it's you're rotating uh typically four times uh alternating the weight in between the ball of your foot and the heel of your foot and rotating on those two feet back and forth so it's a heel-toe, heel-toe, heel-toe while creating as much centrifugal force as you can. At like Olympic level, uh, hammer throwers can get the ball going with about four or 500 pounds of pressure on their hands before they let go. I've dislocated these fingers more times than I care to admit uh, mm-hmm. just from holding on to it. Because you hold on to it like on the tips now, has of your that fingers. helped or hurt your grip in snatch? Helped. In I have fantastic grip in, this, in the snatch. I do, I, I'll, you know, regularly do... You know, halt snatches at the knee, and I I rarely to ever use uh, straps. It's just not yeah. something I typically do. But I mean, I can you know I can do set of three or four at five hundred uh, clean grip uh, deadlift with you know no straps at all, just hook grip. Yeah. No. Now, do you um, would you say that the hammer though is something that you would interject into someone's strength and conditioning program or is it too high skilled of it's, a movement? it's a very high skilled movement and it takes a very long time to master uh olympic level hammer throwers typically range in the late 20s to early 30s so they say that you to master any skill you know you need the what 10, was it thousand 10, hours, hours yeah. right but uh hammer throw you can compete later in life because it's so technique driven so no i wouldn't i wouldn't suggest it um, you'll see people do stuff with maces, like on it, on it nutrition or on it.com. They do those mace training things where you'll do wines and stuff where you're moving it around your head and that's good for shoulder stability. And there's some studies that's that like I've read Indian about clubs, that. You mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Indian clubs and, and maces and stuff like that where you're swinging it over your head. Yeah. But as far as rotating with it, uh, you need special shoes, and it, oh, it's wow. a whole special shoes too. Yeah, what's special different about shoes? Them? They they rotate, so you can actually like put your finger on the toe and just go like this, and then the entire shoe will spin around your hand. It's very very slick bottom. It's like you're turning on glass. That's um, scary as shit. It, yeah, uh, you fall a lot in your first couple of years, but it's cool. I've done so many turns. Uh, 
that I really I don't get dizzy anymore. At least turning left. So, so. you like always fucking win. Pin the tail on the donkey. Oh yeah, no, I'm fine. Like I can. They could spin. Yeah. I know. I'm yeah. like uh, Daredevil. <laughs> Even though I have the blindfold, I know exactly where I am. You can turn me as many times as you want to the left, to the right. I'm useless because oh, you know, really? I'm not. I don't turn right. I just turn left. So you turn me right. I'm screwed. So you're the NASCAR of Olympic sports. Right. Exactly. <laughs> but I, you know, I've just been doing it for so long, and I, when I first started doing it, I was really crazy with it, and I had that screw loose that I think is necessary for something like. Uh, pole vault or hammer throw or weightlifting, you have to have that screw loose mentality. Like when I started throwing hammer, I didn't have a hammer, so I duct taped a 12 pound shot put to my hands and did turns in my garage for hours and hours and hours and kept throwing up. Yeah. So it's you have to have that, I'm going to do it and I don't care what anyone else says, just dedication. But CrossFit is weird. CrossFit's super weird. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I coach a barbell club uh, in Oxford and. You know, I got my level one, so I get to teach CrossFitters how not to kill themselves when they're doing the snatch and the clean and jerk. So it's uh, it's fun. I mean, and CrossFit's done a lot of cool stuff for weightlifting, so I'm I'm, I'm supportive of it. I mean, I'm going to the CrossFit Games at the end of the yeah, Driven it's Series. it's going to be fun. We're su- super excited about that. Like, yeah. I, I've been – it seems like I'm going more – we went back in 2000 – was it 9? Was that the last year they had at Aromas, or was it 10? I can't remember. Anyways, um, and then we skipped a couple years, and then we've been like the last – I think it was – Three. This will be the third year in a row we've gone. So I'm I've never been before. Excited. Oh, it, ugh, I got to the bottom of the coffee and the grounds. And yeah, I wasn't so that's the it. good stuff. You just got to stir it up. So guys, if you have the French press coffee, you got to stir up the very bottom part, and that's like the what? Like if you're doing weed, it's like the <laughs> the, the the. I forget what the hell it's called. I don't know. I'm, I'm I don't I don't really smoke, so not my um, thing. <laughs> anyways, um, yeah, that's the good stuff, man. The grounds that's got all the caffeine in it. So, um, so Nate, you're yeah. in college. You've got a uh, you've got some business plans going on. Yeah. You're doing the um. Talk a little bit about sweat equity, but don't okay. make it sound like a fucking commercial. No, no. I mean, I'm I'm not going to go into any details about it. Really, uh, the, the website's going to be up soon. So when we're on the podcast, when when I have something more concrete to give, I'll give it. But basically, I was. In college, and, you know, everybody's talking about building a resume and trying to get a job, and I didn't really subscribe to that. I I felt like I wanted to build something myself. Uh, My dad's a self-made guy, and both of my grandparents on both sides started pretty much from nothing like my grandpa was a butcher and something like, a little more gangster about that yeah you know? and i i just wanted something to build something with my hands and i was listening to a podcast uh i don't remember which one it was but the guy said take your six or your five-year plan and ask yourself why you can't do that in six months and i was just sitting in my apartment and i heard that and i was just like I, I got have a five-year plan. I got to do this. <laughs> yeah. So um, basically, it's a sports performance blog and podcast like this. So we'll we'll obviously you know yeah. work that out later. But it, we're gonna have shirts and hats and stuff. And it's just an it's an opportunity for me to get out there and network with cool people and just talk with cool people in the fitness industry. And it's what I love anyway. So it's me trying to find a way to make a job where I can get money doing what I love to do, which is, you know, lifting weights and talking with cool people about lifting weights. I mean, it's, it I sounds want really, I, I don't know who originally made it, but there's a shirt or a meme out there somewhere. It just says, I just want to lift heavy shit with dope people. Yeah, pretty much. And that's, it sounds kind of lame and plain, but yeah. I actually really like that. Fucking no, it's so cool. Thing. And if I can find a way to make that my career, awesome. So yeah, sweat equity performance is kind of my foray into that, getting the LLC registered, uh, getting stuff ready for this road trip coming up and being able to kind of get it out there and see if people like it and 
hopefully they do but it'll be it's the first thing that I'm bringing to the table instead it'll, of it'll just be being cool. a part. You know, we uh, I saw the shirts today. I like it, I like the yeah. logo. Well, there's something to be said for. I mean, it's going to sound really toolish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, you're in college. <laughs> Thanks. No, but uh, just the idea of dedicating your time and energy into someone else's vision. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like getting out there and putting everything into something that somebody else came up with. Like it's their thing, yeah. but you're just helping them achieve their dreams. Yeah. So it's like, why can't I just start something myself? That's the exact reason I did this. Yeah, it's cool, so, man. Yeah. I, so. I like it. And I, and I also like trying to help other people get as far as they can exactly. in any aspect of life. Because I feel like if you do that, your shit will work out on its own. Right. Right? If well, you, it's all about helping other people. It's it, You know, helping somebody else get what they want is the best way for you to feel fulfilled as a human being. And just be cool to each other. And then if you do all that, it's going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you, or you'll die. Or you'll die. <laughs> no, man. Come on. I've got all this optimism and my cheese all centered right now. He's, he's like, or you could die. He's, he's all like wide-eyed like an anime yeah. character. And he's got like. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's beautiful and everyone's nice. And then you're just like, then you'll die. And everybody's special. And Every, well, moms. everybody's special. Just yeah. what was it? I saw his shirt. It had uh, two forks on it. But one fork's all twisted up. And it says, just because you're unique doesn't mean you're useful. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great, dude. <laughs> it was really sad, but it made me laugh very hard, and so it stuck with me. There's a lot of things like that. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, but right. that's cool, and it'll be it'll be a good way to bring it in with the with the road trip here, and then you know, so at, we were talking about it, and then we dropped it after Cal Strength. We're gonna go to. Sean Waxman's gym in L.A., yeah. and we did a podcast with Waxman at the Arnold, and he's a freaking cool dude, he's isn't so he? so fucking cool, dude. I, I like, yeah, out of, out of everybody, went, I mean, I, I love Travis Mash to death, I and mean, we had both of them on the same podcast. Oh, that was so epic. Travis is one of my favorite people in the world. Like, not just, like, coaches, but, like, people, too. Well, just, just like, getting those cool two dude. guys in a room together and getting them talking, because they come from those, you know, asymmetrical types of training. It's like one's catapult, one's triple extension. Get them in there. And then they all just say, it's just lifting, dude. Yeah. And then you see, like, all the drama that people want to talk about with weightlifting community. It's like catapult versus this, like muscle driver versus scale strength. At the end of the day, we just want to lift weights. I mean, yeah, it's (laughs) – I think – I really hope that the majority of the population by now are like – all of this is completely fucking stupid. Let's just lift weights. Right. But, you know, you're always going to have segregation. Like, it's it's always going to be like but that. But then Whatever. again, maybe that's just the barbell hippie in me again. This wide-eyed and bushy-tailed. Like, can't we all just get along? Maybe, like, everybody's yeah. great. I feel the same way about everything, that you know, or – you know about most things especially you know low bar high bar you know well, like that's I mean, a big that's, fucking thing or there's whatever. a big clash right now and and I think that might be where a lot of it comes from is this old school way of thinking which is great and it's gotten great results since you know Hammond and like Hatch back in the day and then you have this new school thing that John and them are doing with the catapult and stuff and they're both great ways to lift and it people get all caught up in the politics of it and it's just lift. I mean, everybody lifts different. Every, it's an art form, right? So you find the way that works best for you and just be cool with everybody. Yeah, and I mean, and like, I, I'm, I do really don't want to go into it because, you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a big it's rabbit one hole. of those things. Yeah, like I said, John's, you know, super good friend of mine and I support him and love John. And, um, you know, I, you know, I, I we also support, you know, USAW and, and, and that whole kind Everybody's of um, great. same thing. Yeah, and we love everyone. Everyone's um, fantastic. But I, w- I will say that, um, you know, having Travis, if you haven't listened to that, um, 
go back and listen oh, yeah. to that podcast with Travis and um, and Sean because they really are kind of like, hey, Old school, um, fuck everything else, just lift weights. Like if the bar goes up, like I don't, I don't care if you call a catapult, I don't care if you call it, if it goes up and you catch it in the right spot, like mm-hmm. as long as it doesn't go out after there's there's hip contact, then it's hey, still three white lights. Yeah, what the fuck? So and, and so they had a really good outlook on it, probably better than either one of us could explain. So yeah, well, and um, and then it's also the cool episode stories. Three, I think it was with, episode three. Uh, when Waxman was talking about when he was in that gym in New York, <laughs> playing and it's stick like, ball and, and shit, played, and then like the guys would use the chalk for the bar by punching through the drywall and rubbing the drywall on their hands. Just that awesome hardcore old school lifting stuff. So fucking stuff. gangster. Oh, just gets your adrenaline going. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm hopped up on coffee right now, man. I've had like three cups. This is ridiculous. Oh, you had three cups and like two monsters and like C4. And like, I am. Let's talk about pre-workouts for a second because you are you you take more fucking caffeination and catalyst than anybody that I've ever met in my entire fucking life. I know it's and very exciting. You're young, <laughs> and and what I want to do is I want to try and take bets uh, um, right. on maybe the Swole Talk. We, we have a little uh, private group oh that we my talk gosh, with, those with guys. Some, Badass dude. So shout out to Swole Talk. Shout out to those guys. It's um, it, they keep me up. They keep me up every single night, and I love it. I'm trying to get to bed at a reasonable hour so I can get my eight hours. But every five seconds, it's we, and they just fight <laughs> in between each other, like next to me on my phone, and I'm trying to sleep. And they keep saying funny stuff. So it keeps I keep growing. It's just like a private Facebook group. But I mean, fuck, have more guys like 30, gotten on after I did? Yeah, there's like fucking thirty oh, dudes geez. on it now, and like. It's become this whole thing as we even started an Instagram. Maybe we should pimp the Instagram. It's oh, what is it? Geez. At swole underscore talk. We I were think? supposed to keep it a secret. No one was supposed to know that it was us. <laughs> oh, wait. No, my bad. Knows. Sorry. Sorry. It's not. Don't just disregard that. It's not that you nobody. and me doing it. It's no. just the group. Someone itself. did it. Yeah. Someone did it. They don't. With no involvement with us yeah. or anything. No, <laughs> no involvement with no garage, garage athletes. athletes or sweat equity. Nothing, or anything nothing like that. like that. It's just guys doing, you know, stupid. Exactly what you think memes. a bunch of dudes would talk about without females being there. Yeah, pretty much. I'm not. Ha- I'm not like. I'm not proud of it. We're gonna get like. <laughs> we're gonna have everybody like. We're gonna have like a thousand like people trying to join the group now. Like, group, like nope, so you can't come join. in. Sorry, we gotta <laughs> shut the door somehow. I can't get any sleep. Very fucking. Get some people. Out. Oh, man. What were we so, talking about before that? I don't fucking know. Oh, pre-workout. Yeah, pre-workout. So, pre-workout. So it's what dangerous. Is your, what is your pre-workout of choice? So I had to take a break. I had to take a break from caffeine for a while, and I'm just now getting back into it. And Well, I say just now getting back into it. I had like three cups of coffee today, and I had like two energy drinks and a shot of C4. And But uh, and over that was this, that was before yeah. lunch. So over, yeah, over this last year, I had to take a little hiatus from pre-workouts because I was taking an absurd amount. So like, if you remember the GG1, me and Jared and John were, uh, we, I got a thing of C4 and it got all clumpy. So me and Jared got the idea to just stick it under our lip, like pre-workout and just stick it that there. I think me, John like, and like Jared. Like a dip. Yeah, like a dip. Uh, <laughs> like chewing tobacco for those of you up north. Um, we would. I think over the course of that day, me, John, and Jared went through an entire half of a canister of C4 or whatever, the, the tub, tub yeah. of C4. We went yeah. through an absurd amount. Uh, the amount of milligrams of caffeine I was taking per day at that point was off the chart. The I think thousands. I was, yeah, pretty much close to the thousands. But in the middle of my track season, I was keeping that up pretty consistently because I was pushing myself in training. So I was doing two or three training sessions a day. 
and I would, you know, wake up and go to the, go to the weight room and row a thousand meters. And then I would have a workout and then I'd go to class and then I'd have another workout where just hit heavy snatches and cleaning jerks. And then I'd have a throws practice and then I'd go coach barbell club and then I'd work out with those guys too. So I'm doing at least three workouts a day. So my caffeine levels are off the charts and I'm in season. So every weekend I'm having to travel and do this. So I'm taking C4 at the airport sitting there waiting on the plane. I'm like, and I'm coming down off my buzz right now. I got to write some blogs on the plane. So I'm doing C uh, like C4 in the airport. And then I was at a meet. I don't remember which one it was. Uh, I think I was, uh, where was I? Not Purdue, somewhere up north. And uh, I took a lot of caffeine, and I didn't regulate it with water. And that's very important <laughs> that you do water at the same time. So I actually passed out, and I, I landed on my face, and I bit almost straight through my bottom lip. Man, I'm going to put your picture up on the post when we post this podcast. You were fucked Oh, up. my gosh. So I, I was in the hotel. It looked like someone... It looked like a hair lip got beat up and attacked by by a polar bear. Right. So I got like. rug burn on my face. <laughs> was, <laughs> I was in the hotel, and I was going up the elevator, and I felt okay. I was a little wobbly. I just hadn't been drinking water, and my caffeine levels were this. So I was crazy dehydrated. And I the elevator door opened. I took one step out, and just blackness. And I face-planted hard. And the ambulance showed up, and I had to tell the ambulance, like, no, I don't want to go to the hospital. Uh, and then, yeah, I didn't get any stitches because I didn't go in the ambulance. So now I got like a bump on the inside of my lip. That's pretty obvious. Um, <laughs> and then like I had rug burn it's on my not chin a and stuff. And it was my face. I looked like, like post-op Bruce Jenner for a solid day, like two or three days. <laughs> uh, it was rough and it's just now healed up. So I look pretty again. Yeah. Relatively speaking. Very, yeah, c- comparatively. Comparatively. Not as pretty as Justin. Of course not. Or really anyone for that so matter. So that's kind of where I wanted to lead to it because I've noticed a lot of people that are very, that large, you know, large um, advocates of pre-workout have been cutting back on it a little bit right. recently. And I was the same way when I was, uh, you know, between 23 and maybe 28. Right. I was, I mean, actually, when I was 15, back when they had, ephedra was still, you know, legal or mm-hmm. whatever, I'm dating myself. But, like, you know, I would go fucking run and do martial arts or, like, spar on, like, fucking, uh, what was it called? Like, hydroxycut. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Zinedrine was mm-hmm. like the two big ones back then. Zinedrine was was the main one. I would take like three or four doses of that and just go fucking run and, and like do karate in the garage. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like I have ADD really bad. So I have a prescription for Vivance, which is kind of like Adderall, but not as bad as Adderall, yeah. obviously. So you I have call to be it designer. I, yeah. Adderall. And I have to be careful with that too when I'm doing pre workouts. So that's, uh, that's another thing. But I'm wanting to do big things in weightlifting. So I'm wanting to train more. And when you want to train more, you have to have more caffeine. So you got to have the energy to do all those sets and reps at crazy volumes. To, to an extent. So. But like I said, like, and, and we can probably, we'll, we'll talk to Jared maybe about this when we podcast with him. Because uh, Jared Enderton, because he rose, recently wrote an article about it that I really yeah. liked, and he was talking about how you know why he stopped taking all the pre workouts and stuff like well, I that. I think coffee is just as good. So it's like I do take C four. I haven't taken it in a couple weeks, with the exception of today, obviously, because just someone had it and they gave me a scoop. So I said, okay, I'll do it. Yeah, but uh, it's just been coffee. I mean, just coffee, coffee, coffee. I've, I've gone to coffee, and I found out as I get older. And like again, I know this sounds fucking lame as shit, but I I, I need less. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I, I try to spread it out and I try not to do anything too late in the day because um, I mean, we won't get into a lot of the science about it. Um, but guys, mainly because I don't curious, know. It. Well, I mean, it's it's not that difficult. I'm not a scientist. But <laughs> I'm a journalism major. I don't know anything. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's extra stress on your body. Yeah. Um, and the pre-workout not only ha- if you're taking the pre-workout, it not only has caffeine, but it has vasodilators as well, which enlarges your your, your veins. And uh, it changes your blood pressure. It changes, you know, the actual. So there's a lot of like a lot of things going on all at once that Mm -hmm. can be really, really dangerous. It's good for a pump, but it's it's not necessarily good over an extended period of time because like so many other things, if you take it, you get a dependency to it. You need more to get the same feeling. Right. And then at some point, um, anything that's naturally occurring in your body, it stunts that natural process of production and. And, and just over the course of time, because you get so shot out bef- from it, mm-hmm. you get, you know, adrenal fatigue because you're constantly in that fight or flight state. And that's not good because if you stay in that that fight or flight state and that um, in that in that nervous system, there's two different kinds of nervous systems, basically um, your fight or flight and then like your recovery. <laughs> you're constantly in that fight or flight, like uh, crank with Jason. That's, what, that's exactly. Yeah. Just constantly like, oh, if I don't get it, I have to kill somebody. Or like, but like something so from- much shit stops when you're in that fight or flight. Like your body doesn't even digest food properly. Yeah. Like, your excretion what, what do you think process yeah. stops. Like you, you won't be able to shit properly if you're in that fight or flight. And state. you're, and I noticed that when I'm like that, I'm not very, you know, uh, introverted. I'm not really thinking about how I am with people, and I'm not very aware of how I might be coming off to other people too. Like because when you're so revved up on adrenaline like that, it's like, what do you think I'm thinking about my relationship with this person right now, or like how they see me? Well, Danny I just Lear want to lift weight. Danny Lear from Caffeine and Kilos, I think, said it best. We did a podcast with him back at the Arnold. So shooting back to that with you, it's like it's like you are one step before. Like a crack. standard crack at it. Yeah, like crack like cocaine. W- w- when you're doing it to that extent. Like, and I love that. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's so fucking good right. because you can use a credit card to pay for it. Um, chop it up with a credit card. <laughs> right. So, but um, but it, there actually has been studies that, um, um, and I don't know if you call them studies or whatever, but police have, have done uh, you know research and they've looked at pupillated um Dilated pupils, pupillated dials. What the fuck? Pupillated dials. I'm on too much caffeine myself. Um, mm-hmm. Dilated pupils and resting heart rates and, and things of that nature. And, like, basically, like, the tests that they give people to see if they're currently on methamphetamine and people that are on high levels of stimulants, not just coffee, but, like, stimulants like, you know, a buttload of Monster and, like, C4 and, like, you know, Explode and all that other shit, it's, it's indistinguishable from methamphetamines as far from a and you're making you know, me so self-conscious right now because that's right? like 90 percent of my day well what, what i'm not what i'm saying is that i'm not saying you know don't take it right just right? be careful but like, you need uh, to be yeah. care- don't use it as when it says pre-workout don't take it when you work out like don't i mean don't just take it anytime you work out if you've got something that you need to grind through mm-hmm. then sure by all means like you know if you haven't had any other caffeine for the rest of the day but where we find it is is people abusing it like what you were talking about where you'll have a cup or two cups of coffee in the morning to wake you up and then 
you know, you go and train, so you take a hit of it or whatever. You take a scoop, four scoops, whatever hit. the fuck you're making you do. it yeah, sound I, like I'm. I know. I'm, I really I'm behind the the gym with a bent I'm spoon and a lighter. Do, I'm trying to do like <laughs> fucking. <laughs> it's like propaganda shit. Like, yeah. so if you're free basing into explode, right? So I walk in and I think we're doing a podcast. All my friends and family are in a circle. <laughs> like, we need to talk about your caffeine use. It was but a C4 I, I'm taking way less. That's what I'm getting at. Just like, come on, man. I had that experience, and now I'm. You well, know, it's I'm cool. still that's, training hard, but I'm not want, taking as much caffeine. That's why I want to talk about it, because like I said, you are one that, like, you know, maybe six months ago, you were like, fucking uh, always, oh, every four, care. 12 yeah. scoops and stuff like that. But uh, what I'm trying to do is anybody that maybe isn't to that point yet, maybe bring them down before they find that. Yeah, and be very aware that. of your training level, too. I think, like, a lot of people think they have to take C4 even if they're doing, like, a jazzercise class or, like, something that isn't very labor-intensive. They think they need a pre-workout. If if you're not training four or five hours a day... If your training looks like walking on the treadmill for ten minutes for a warm-up and then doing some machines at Planet Fitness, don't don't take a fucking pre-workout, you asshole. drink some green tea. Drink some green tea. Do something, like, a little bit of... They're probably not listening to this podcast if that's what their workout looks like. If that's what their workout looks like, they're not listening to us. But, I mean, if if you're not doing... Like for a weightlifter, three ish at least hours a day of hard work, or like a CrossFitter where you're having to grind really hard for thirty to forty five minutes every day, you don't need a pre workout. Just like and, and you know, and take stuff. that in consideration because if you are working out three or four plus hours a week, all the stress that's on your a body day. just from doing or a day—that's what I meant. Um, um, all the stress that's on your body just from your training session yeah. is already overpowering. So adding additional stress to that just to give you the energy to do it. You need to test it. Try and do yeah. it without it. Do it with it. And then see what your recovery is differently. Because a lot of times if you're taking that, especially if you train out in the evening and you're taking Inno Explode, you don't wind down. Um, as a matter of fact, caffeine has a half-life of six hours. Yeah. So if you have 300 milligrams of caffeine in you, which is a large cup of coffee from Starbucks, iced or, or, or hot, it if you would take that at 5 o'clock in the afternoon, You're not at 11 o'clock, you still have a small cup of coffee in your system. Well, true. But sometimes I'm like, I think it might just be because my uh, I, I've become really accustomed to it. I, I can drink a cup of coffee and go straight to sleep. You can. You can fall asleep, but you're not actually entering REM you're sleep. Not and that's what rim. I'm saying. Okay. So if, if, if you still have that caffeine in your system, your body can't fully relax. It can't fully go into that random eye movement sleep, which is what you're looking for. That's where you recover. That's, that's where your body I'm... burns the most fat. That's where your muscles rejuvenate. That's where you, you get out of that that um, was parasympathetic nervous system and then you shoot back into like that recovery system. So, so if you're not getting why that, I wake up and feel like I got hit by a train. Exactly. You okay. don't feel, you're not recovering even when you sleep. It's the same way as if you drink alcohol. You're like, well, cool. I just drink alcohol to help me go to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. Right? And so, then you wake up. It's like, why do I feel like crap? Oh, you drank fermented wheat juice. You're not sleeping. You're being unconscious for eight hours. Oh, That's what yeah. it is. That's yeah. what when you drink, you're unconscious. You're not. You're not sleeping. It's it's completely different. Yeah. So you don't fall. Well, into I mean, that and, and the list of things that's wrong with drinking alcohol. It's such a long list. That, yeah, I mean, but no, people want to drink. People are going to want to drink, yeah. and that's fine. And I'm not advocating don't drink no. either. I just I fuck. I don't know if anybody follows me on Instagram or whatever. I went Jeez. to Disney. <laughs> I was crying, laughing. I'm going to tell them this. You don't get to. Say Tell the story. There you go. So I was I was at my house and I I just got back. I hadn't seen my parents in a long time. And of course, swole talk is ringing off the hook because they talk all the time. They're like little girls Uh, every five minutes. Like little swole girls. But Justin, I know, is at Disneyland, Disneyland or Disney World. Disney World. Disney World in Orlando. And he sent the started off. 
I knew, thing. yeah. And he wasn't just there by himself. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, just being, I just walk around. Just being creepy yeah, and drunk just, at Disney World by himself. Walking up to random girls and be like, you look like you could be a oh, weightlifter. Yeah. So I, I get a video from Justin, and he's in the It's a Small World ride, which is already terrifying. I hate that ride so much. Just the puppets looking at you. <laughs> I still get, like, Vietnam flashbacks from that ride from when I was there as a kid. So I see that, and I go, all right, this is about to get interesting. He says he's about to go drink. And then gradually over the course of, like, an hour and a half, the videos start pouring in of Justin just hammered at Disney World. And there's this, it starts off with, like, there's guys behind him doing drums, and he's, like, peeking into the camera, like, at a very creepy angle. And I was laughing. That was in front of, like, 400 people, too. They're they're all watching. I walk right in front of them. ZFG, zero fucks given. And and everybody was laughing. And then he's, like, interviewing German like princesses in Germantown, like using a teddy bear as a microphone. And you can tell he's drunk because he's not asking questions about Germany. He's like, how tall is the Eiffel Tower? Like, just because they invaded doesn't mean she knows that. Like, Germany invaded a lot of places. I think we're at a time. She said she did. She said she actually did invent pizza. She said she invented pizza. (laughs) Germans are crazy. They don't know. They don't even know. They've, they've invaded so many countries, they don't even know what they created and what isn't theirs anymore. It they have wooden off. shoes, right? Wooden shoes, that's it. Wooden shoes. and no, like, that's Holland. Holland, whatever. Beer. <laughs> like, very, like, the festival, October They got fest. sauerkraut they got and beer. Yeah, and then it just devolves from there. So he was interviewing this girl, and then he's in Chinatown, and he's got one of those rickshaw hats on, and he's- It was like, Raiden. It was ah! Raiden's fucking hat. Yeah, like a rickshaw. Like yeah. one of those little, like, uh, triangle upside down hat things, yeah. and he's just doing karate in the middle of the street street like yelling really loud and you can see people turning their heads I'm like what's this guy doing he's absolutely crazy is this guy by himself at disney world doing karate in the middle of the i street? obviously wasn't by myself because there was someone filming me yeah but they think that's probably just like a world star hip-hop situation like they'd see this guy going crazy so they pulled a camera out oh, but man. oh man that was so funny yeah so we do that we try to do that every year um that this was the fourth or fifth time i can't remember that we do it my sister goes and, i think there's something weird about adults that go to i, I love well, my no, sister we, to we death. took our son i know you took right? your son so that's um, okay that's totally understandable so that's disney but we what i'm saying we drink it's called drink around the world right so you, I, I should probably should have prefaced this before so it's called drinking around the world and in the 90s i grew up in orlando so in the 90s, they actually promoted this. Disney did. Like, you could buy shirts with Donald, and he's got a beer in his hand. He looks drunk. It says, I drank around the world. Like, well, I guess that stopped being PC or whatever. Right. So they stopped promoting it. But <laughs> So they promoted it when I wasn't allowed to do it. Like, I would go right. there with my older sister okay. or, like, my parents, and they would drink around the world. I was like, this looks fun as shit. <laughs> and, um... And so, I, but I never got to do it. So finally, by the time like I grew up and was able to go back down and we right. did a vacation or whatever, um, it, it was it was I was like, cool, let's do this. And I was like looking for shirts and I'm like, do you guys are like, oh, we don't we don't do that. Oh, we don't I didn't know that, that anymore. Was a, I didn't know that was a thing. So it I'm used thinking, to be an actual yeah. thing. Like you could you could buy. They had like a pass even. Like you could buy. And get basically a discount. Like you say, all right, you get one drink at each one. There's 11 countries. Oh, but geez. basically what it was is like. 11 drinks. You're it, hammered. Exactly. There's no so, way you can get through that and still be a normal functioning human being. <laughs> and then <laughs> drive home in a city you don't know. 
<laughs> so, so like, so what happened? Did the countries start at like the most advanced, and then the more drunk you get, it devolves into like third world countries? Are you getting to, like <laughs> no. Zimbabwe at the end or something? You know, uh, some people like to start at Mexico and end in Canada. I think that's fucking gay because who wants then to you end just in Canada? That far. No one wants to yeah. end in Canada. No, it's like just... so you start in Canada is how we do it, and then after Canada, um, I don't know. It's probably boring for, to go through the whole process or whatever. But yeah, you get a lot like, of countries. You, you get like London there. and okay. Germany and Norway and places um, where it'd be fun to drink. Morocco, Morocco. and uh, France. Yeah. So and where the, the drinks were appropriate to the region, I'm assuming. So like oh, France, yeah, you yeah, get a glass yeah. of wine. Well, it, with the exception of almost every country has a margarita, but they call it, but they, they call it <laughs> they like, call it, dude, like a German la, margarita, like la margarita, da margarita. Like in Morocco, it was a sangria, sangria. Um, but like they had Germany is das margarita. They had an Italian <laughs> just, margarita. I'm like, you guys aren't even fucking trying. No. Come on. Like <laughs> pizzerita. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. It's a margarita. We put a little mustache on it. It's oh, Italy. Man. But, but that, so what? So all right, I want to delve into this a little bit because I have questions. <laughs> so my sister, I love her to death. She's twenty four, still really likes the Disney movies. Yeah, and a lot of like you know grown What's adult women, a lot of grown adult women like the Disney movies, but a lot I'm of a grown, grown adult, adult woman, apparently a lot of grown adult people without kids go to Disney World or Disneyland on a regular basis. That I don't understand. Okay, well I can tell you that if I wasn't married and that if I didn't have a kid. I would still want to vacation at Disney World. And really? here's why. Okay, I want to know the why. For me personally, I guess it's more relevant because I grew up in Disney, or I grew up in Orlando. Um, a mm-hmm. good amount of my family worked at Disney. So there's like nostalgia for you. Absolutely. Right. I, I will always love to, I know it's a huge fucking evil corporation. I don't give a fuck. Go fuck yourself. Get a life, right? right. Like, well, it's, it's a little anti-Semitic, isn't it? Isn't that the, what they're saying is that Disney didn't like the Jews very much? Yeah. Well, yeah. So Whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever. There are yeah, plenty, of, fu- there are plenty of fucking <laughs> actors that made great movies that, like, I don't agree with their he, he political says, fucking views. He says views. it's like, well, you know, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting someone anti-Semitic, so whatever. <laughs> like, just totally dismiss it. It's like, well, you're going to get a little, some people that don't like Jews, whatever. <laughs> what? I mean, Jesus, man. No, I, I don't think that's, I don't think Disney has an anti-Semitic stance, <laughs> put it that way. Well, you don't see, you know? like, what, at, at Disney, okay. So Disney and Pixar, I was more of a Pixar person, I guess. So Disney, you're saying they got the That's princess. That's just because you're young. They got the princess thing, right? Pixar wasn't around when I was 10. Well, I'm 22. Yeah. So, I mean, I've seen them growing up because my sister loves animated movies, so I end up always seeing them. So I've noticed that Disney has I want to the... see Aladdin in the theaters. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Was it a VHS? And they just plugged it in? No, I wa- Little Mermaid was VHS. I, I never saw that in the theaters. Yeah, we have all the VHS at my house. But what I'm saying is Disney got the princesses cornered. They got this all is the very interesting, by the way. I'm sure everybody's enjoying this. Yeah, they got all the princesses down. But at Pixar, they just keep giving stuff feelings. So it's like, what if bugs had feelings? What if cars had feelings? And this newest one, what if feelings had feelings? <laughs> right? It's they insane. They the fucking shark. Where does it stop? <laughs> the feelings have feelings now. Where are we going from here? All right, I want to talk about lifting weights or something. I'm getting all bummed out just talking about cartoons. <laughs> Come on, man. You're the one that started it. Did you, I start you, it? You said you wanted to go into Disney it a little World. bit. Disney. Yeah, all well, I, I was wanted trying to figure to do... out why grown people go to Disney World. That for was my for me, it's nostalgic. And I was a kid, and I grew up there. And you know what? It's the happiest fucking place on earth. And like, oh th- there's you know, it's there's something there for everybody. It just seems I, like lines to me. It just seems like D, like the D and V. They they have.
have the fast pass now, and, and honestly, okay. like they just changed it, and like I think we maybe waited in line the total of thirty minutes the whole. Do they day have that we were rides? There. Is it like it's not like just it's a small world like boats? Do they have like roller coasters like yeah, the Goliath, they do. I'm, like I'm, something crazy? And that's one of the reasons why I like Disney because I'm not a fan of roller coasters. I love I just, roller coasters. I could give two fucks about going to Bush Gardens. I want to go fast. Shit. I like to sit down, be fucking lazy, and watch other people do shit. Or I like, like to, watch them shit. I like, I like to, to ride in a boat at about um, an, an eighth of a mile an hour. Really? Okay. Yeah. You can do that at and Lake Altoona. Just exactly. get an inner tube. Yeah, but you can't have You're little creepy wooden children singing to you. Yeah, see, I think that's a plus. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, I'm going to get nightmares tonight just because I'm thinking about it. But oh, you went to Disney shit. World. That was fun for you. You got to hang out with your family. Which yeah, but cool so the whatever. drink around the world, we did that. We, we went around the whole thing. And like I said, you end in Mexico and you do shots and you're just completely fucking obliterated and so I, I suggest getting a hotel on on site and having someone <laughs> drive you back call an uber Don't, yeah call an uber or, or get a fucking cab most cabs are ridiculous over there but everything's ridiculous in orlando it's a tourist trap i so. haven't been to florida in a minute that nah, was fucking fun man so but um but well, yes. are we going down we're not going down for the driven series i'm in we're charge of the not itinerary. going down to the driven series we're gonna for, have john call in while we're on the road trip we are going to technically go down to pensacola but it won't be part of the driven series we're going Let's down do there separately. to shoot a promo for okay. the pensacola beach ball we're gonna we're doing the uh, garage media is gonna do the standards for ty uh, who's who runs a beach brawl okay, cool. down there um and then we're also gonna do like a little promo for the uh for the bar slam fest so it's a crossfit competition the beach brawl is a CrossFit competition. And then the bar it's, slam, it's actually which is weightlifting. the largest, as far as I know, it's the largest competitor-wise. It's even bigger than GG One. There was a lot of people at the GG One, though. There, there was a lot of people. There was a little bit, I think, under a thousand this year. Um, competitors? competitors. That's yeah. sick, though. That's yeah. a lot of competitors. I'm pretty new to the CrossFit area or whatever, but, so I don't know. So, like but. a Wadapalooza, I think is like eight or nine hundred, which is pretty big. Okay, cool. Um, I'm used to events like twelve. And like 13 <laughs> yeah and then it's like thousand oh it's one but of the smaller ones the All beach right. brawl the beach brawl um sells out every year and they cap it at 1200 yeah, just lifting weights on a beach yeah. you can't get better than that that's yeah. awesome it's 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 pretty I'm, I'm excited um this will be the first year that i actually have a chance to go down like in person and like and hang out the whole time there typically i'm either um you know with you know just going by and checking it out or i watch it like you know um, through video or whatever, so e- even though we run it, so I'm excited about it. Um, I'm excited to be in California with you, man. Absolutely, it's gonna be. Man. We're gonna be in LA for how many days? Well, it's oh, Carson's we're getting like in the right second, so like five days, I think. Five days in California. Yeah. I'm in Mississippi right now, where the air is so thick it feels like you're breathing water. And I'm gonna be in California for five days. California so is California is a cool place. So a lot of weird people. I'm really weird, so I like being around those types of people. Yeah. I think it's gonna be good for me. Was well, there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, let's see. We got we talked about sweat equity. I got to shamelessly plug that. Uh, we talked about the Driven series. <clears throat> talked about Sean Waxman, which is fun. Oh yeah, I definitely want to tell everybody that's it, where you can go for the Driven series. Obviously, uh, GarageAthletes.com yeah. is going to have all the stuff on there. It's going to be, be count, yeah. like an episodic, but it's um you know program, but it's going to be on YouTube. Yeah, the we're going to film stuff it. Like Everything's going to be filmed, so we'll have stuff on YouTube as well. And we'll be doing podcasts. Um, you know, the podcasts are going to come out just like they always do. You know, we try to do one every week. Um, you know, in one way, shape, or form, or or one way, shape, or the other. But we're going to um be using the driven series to give you guys some some podcasts with some people that maybe you wouldn't be able to get a chance to to listen to so you know hopefully it'll it'll end up really cool shout out to our sponsors whoever they end up being um (laughs) 
You know, well, Sweat Equity is a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, Sweat Equity, we're putting up some money for it. And then, you know, if you're listening to this and you want to give us some money between now and then, just give me a call. <laughs> we are talking to some other people. <laughs> yeah, too, we're, we're so. talking to some companies. It's going to be a lot of fun getting, getting you know, getting well, the word out. For people that just don't have, that's the whole point of this trip is to get information about high-level training to people who necessarily wouldn't have that information otherwise. Yeah. So talking to people about nutrition, talking to people about, like, high-level weightlifting and seeing what is behind the scenes – with coaching these people. That's why we're excited to talk to all these coaches. Normally we just talk to athletes. Yeah. But I think it's super important to see what goes into this programming and how do you take someone who is just a freak phenomenal athlete and make them better. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think, um, you know, obviously, you know, the Internet, social media, I mean, we could have an entire podcast about how, like, there is this, like, oversaturation of information on training nowadays yeah. or whatever. And Well, that's you've um, got to go to the source and see who's coaching that person. Yeah, so, so, so that's what I like about this, and that's really the goal of it is, is to try and, and to gather as many people that we know that are as good as it gets at what oh, they yeah. do. And so if you come to us, you know that we're not going to be talking to – some a-hole who just opened up a CrossFit box and got yeah. their level one certification. We're, we're talking to the people as, as good as it possibly gets. And and then hopefully we will open the door for you to further follow those people. Right. right? Because, you know, like... Because they, a lot of these people have programs that you can follow. So I know a lot of times, you know, CrossFitters especially and weightlifters, they get on Instagram and they see someone like a Matt Frazier or they see someone like a Pat Mendez or a Spencer Mormon, just these big freaking freaks, massive athletes, and you think... How do they do that? We have no idea. And you start from scratch. You go to Jacked Magazine or whatever, and you try to do a a five by five program, yep. and you end up killing yourself. So it's important to talk to these people who can take someone with that much skill, absolutely, and make them better. Most of those people have programs. Yeah. I mean, you know, well, every Morning, one of them yeah. has. Pro- well, you see guys at the top level like Rich Froning said, it's like, oh, I don't really follow a program, but. He, he doesn't did it offer some a point. program. Like, you can't pay him money and yeah. get a program from well, him. He says he doesn't have a program, but you have to realize you don't get to that point without at some point being on a program. Rich Froning didn't walk out into his backyard and just start doing push-ups until he was the CrossFit Games champion. <laughs> he followed a program. So it's, yeah. Getting... yeah. He had to learn how to do rope climbs first. <laughs> Eventually, right? <laughs> I'm still, I might not be a CrossFitter, but I watched the games, and that's actually what got me to where I met Justin. It was last year. I was in Oxford. And I was watching the CrossFit Games because someone sent me an Instagram thing. It's like, oh, check out these hot girls in sports bras on the thing. So I'm watching the CrossFit Games. Then I checked Justin's Instagram page. And I had just known Justin from, like, slamming bars over at Coffee's when I was in town. And I see Justin on the beach with, like, the Barbell Shrug people or whatever having a great time. And then I had that moment where I'm just like, oh, you can make a career out of this? <laughs> like, this is something I can do? I don't have to send in my resumes to every you know news station on the east coast because i'm right i'm a journalism major trying to figure out how i'm going to make a job and then i see justin he's like oh you can make a job just talking about weightlifting which is what i love so that's how me and justin met if you didn't know it's been beautiful since then we love each other (laughs) that's yeah speaking of barbell shrug i'm going to try and con those guys into maybe doing the podcast oh it should be probably going to i mean they'll be doing a buttload of podcasts out there they're going to be fucking sick of doing podcasts i'm sure but we are we're staying with them we're staying in the hotel so maybe i'll get chris drunk and maybe put him on the podcast i met chris when i met chris i met chris at old miss at a football game and he was a little drunk was he? Yeah, I was. Uh, I I started. A, I manage a tent company, so Old Miss is like super into the tailgating. So everybody has to buy tents, and Old Miss is really fancy. So people want to buy a tent, and they also want chandeliers in the tent, and like big nice tablecloths, granite and countertops, right? Basically, so we would do that for them. 
So I'm working. I didn't get to enjoy any of the football games. I got to see when we beat Alabama, which was satisfying because my sister's a diehard Alabama fan. I got to call her and be like, hotty toddy, ha, ha, ha. But uh, we were playing Memphis, and Chris went to Memphis. So yep. he was there for the game. And yep. I was just riding my – pushing my little cart with all my tents after the game. I saw Chris. I was like, Barbabuda. Hey. Yeah. He's like, oh, oh hey, how's it going? Oh, just, like, talk to him for a second. I'm, you know, just a guy pulling carts in a rogue shirt. I'm sure he thought I was just any other – Crossfitter. Yeah, actually, I was I went after we got done with the uh, the God, what was it? The drinking across the world or drink, <laughs> drinking around the world? Jeez, I saw geez. this little skull that I it, I swear to God looked like one um, of those candy skulls that he has on his Get Change cover. Yeah, who Lisa yeah. Mack, a, a you know another uh, friend of mine or whatever, drew for him or That's whatever. That's a cool piece. Man. It, is, it is cool, but I swear it looked identical to it. So I was so drunk, and I just remember that Texted I had it I had a pure strength hat on, and I had Travis Mash's shirt on. That I do what I want. <laughs> <laughs> and I pulled his up. I'm like, I'm just like a fucking walking bill. I just post. Oh, yeah. I'll tag everybody. Well, in the- I I love. I don't wear normal people clothes. Like I live in fitness clothes. So I I am a total uh, ad freak. For basically everything on my Instagram. Somebody else's stuff. That's why I'm happy. I have my own shirts and hats coming in soon. So I can actually. <laughs> I'm not shirt. just doing free promo for other companies because my wardrobe is entirely fitness shirts and shorts and flat bills. And I didn't even like flat bills. And now I do like flat bills. Yeah, I actually don't own a garage athlete shirt. I've been like, this is going to sound. Well, you gave really, one to me. I know this is going to sound really bad, or, or it's going to make it sound like I'm trying to like, you know. <laughs> we're trying to get <laughs> some more printed for you. You talk to my guy. Yeah, no, yeah, we're going to get some more, more printed. But I literally gave my last shirt off my back to somebody else. To me, and well, and you it doesn't fit. But I, had, so I already had some other ones. I already had some. I'm talking about somebody else. You can have here. it back. I don't even like it. <laughs> Thanks. <asshole. I'm> just- <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, so we're gonna wrap this fucker up because we're just rambling at this point. It's now, fun so. though. I like talking um, to you. It's been forever. I know. Uh, we're, we might go lift some more weights later. Oh, so, yes. So um, we're gonna do. Uh, let's see. Yeah, go to garageathletes.com yep. at garageathletes on uh, Twitter Instagram, and Instagram. Follow yeah. their Instagram. Um, What's your Instagram? I'm Garage Coach JM at Garage Coach JM. Yeah, it's it's not as exciting. You can go follow that if you want. I'll tell you what. You can go back and check out all the drink around the world. I have every country oh, on. So he put all of them on his Instagram, guys. So if you want to go see Justin just blackout drunk in the land of a thousand smiles, go check out his Instagram. I'm on Instagram as well at at the underscore lowdown. I'm Nathan Lutz, a little pun on my last name. The L-O-E-D-O-W-N. The underscore L-O-E-D-O-W-N. Say it three more times. I can't. I've got so much caffeine right now. I'm just jittery. I need to go do something. I'm going to run laps in your yard. We're outside. Do we even mention that we're in the backyard right now? Did we mention it? Oh, no. So we started out with a thunder. Oh, yeah. We're on a tent yeah. in Justin's backyard right now with toys all around. The way you, <laughs> the way it. you said that, it makes us it, it probably is going to, everybody's going to get the picture like we're in like one of those camping tents. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> like one of those of it, little, with a, a bunch of tent. toys. It's in a the big tent. tent. It's a big tent. We got a table in here. It's not like we're. It's a canopy. It's not a fucking tent. We're not shoulder to shoulder in a little pitch tent in the middle of his <laughs> backyard. Playing with GI you know? Joes in the backyard. Well, there is one of those like Fisher Price red wagon things that you pedal with your feet. I had one of those as a kid and I don't think I'm going to fit in it, but I'm going to try. <laughs> there might be a picture of that We'll later. take a picture of that. Because I want to get in it. Uh, all right, but, guys. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we will see you in about a week and be looking out for the Driven Series. It's going to be oh, awesome. Yeah, it's coming up. We're doing a podcast next week or something, CrossFit Terminus. Oh, did you? we talk to them? We're going to do that? Yeah. There you go. So be on the lookout for it. All right, guys. See you. Garage Athletes is produced in partnership with theoamnetwork.com and garageathletes.com.